This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey, everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Rest of You. I am, of course, Dylan Goss. I'm John Hastings, clarifying Dylan's statement. We're not welcoming you back. This episode just began. Well, I'm assuming you've listened before. No, this is a Col- you- this is the Cole Cabana episode. We're getting fucking... We're getting them... We ain't getting the dark side of the wrestling podcast world. We're getting the light, fluffy side. <laughs> the kind of guys who only like Shikara, not the only guys who go to Shikara and go, it's not ECW. Or when I... The first time I... Uh, Went to a pro wrestling show, and some guy was like, I really like women in wrestling now because they use tables. And I was like, I'm 12. You're weird. Why are you talking to a 12-year-old, 30-year-old guy who I'm still fucking bigger than, and I dominated in the paint? paint, (laughs) Did you dominate him in the paint? The paint is his butt. (laughs) Dominated him in his butt. Speaking of butts, we're talking about a man who's got a firm hiney and a great personality. Whoa. Mr. Cole Cabana. Now, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very. This is our most full difficult. disclosure. Also, this is a Patreon pick. It's not like we wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Patreon the pick. I said I can pick someone else, and I said, "Don't worry about it. We'll do it." Our good friend, Colt Cabana, a man I've eaten food with. He's given me the phone numbers of relatives of actual wrestlers. Really? Yeah. Yolo, Mr. Colt Cabana, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Quite possibly one of the most interesting and impactful wrestlers of the last 20 years. The art of wrestling absolutely changed the game of how indie wrestlers can earn money, how they can be profiled, and how people understand wrestling. He's also a guy that has not needed the fucking Fed to have a fair amount of fucking indie cred and also hipster cred around the fucking world. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to thank uh, the guy who donated so we can do this episode, Christopher Hobson. Thank you for your donation and for making us talk about our friend. It's so weird to review someone you know. It's also (laughs) weird to review someone you know where you're like, That's why we're not doing a fucking... uh, That's why we're not doing a... Mickey James episode. (laughs) Check check how her baby look. That's what I say. (laughs) Look like me. You don't know Mickey James. You don't fucking know that. No, I don't know Mickey James. Um, Sing a country song, baby. You just fucked her. You don't. You didn't get to know her. Love. Um, If you fuck someone, you like have sex with them and like take their wallet. (laughs) We made love. And that she gave you her wallet. He really fucked me. Why? I have herpes and a wallet. Oh. <laughs> pop them, pop them, pop them, pop them, pop them. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Cole Cabana, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the show, this is mostly what it is. Yep. Uh, Chris Hobson, we say it. Shut up. You're, you're fat. Thank you. Um, so yeah, uh, Cabana, it's a very, it's, a, it's really the tale of a guy who's super smart. Uh, I don't is feel weird saying that because uh, he was doing matches in ROH uh, that were like he was doing hardcore matches in ROH, and then I feel like just basically decided, no, I want to do the sillies now. He's also the guy, by the way, to earn extra money was going to Mexico buying luchador masks and then selling them after matches. Like it's a guy who basically is like, we need to make money from this. We have an audience that has money. Yeah, I'm getting that fucking money. <laughs> he's a good man. He's it, a good, good man. He he, is, cha- he did very much like you say, change wrestling. Like uh, he's the only wrestler I know. Who makes his own goddamn fucking outfits? Explain that. He sews. Ooh. Do you sew? 
Uh, no. Get your mother to sew that. Um, <laughs> movie Joe Dirt, a very unsung classic. It is when the when the whole septic tank gets dumped That's on that the guy. That's the fucking best. <laughs> so much poop. When the guy when the uh, the dog's balls are just glued to the porch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only movie with Kid Rock and titters in it. There's no tits in it. There's enough. Jamie Lee. What was it? Curtis is not no, in No, not movie. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie something. Anyway, never mind. One of the twins from Sweet Valley High who makes my fucking... <sighs> makes my rope stiff. <laughs> <laughs> that means dick. Um, Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. He is part of, of course, the original Ring of Oster. What do they call Ring of Ring? Oster. Ring of Awesome. Ring of... Fuck you, John. Honor. Ring, Ring of Honor 12 or what it is. The original roster of Ring of Honor. Yes. Um... Yeah, just a fucking spectacular guy, a guy who really understands the business and also is someone who is a trendsetter in that what you see now is people leaving the Fed and using the independent territories like they are a territory. So it's you go to this place, you go to that place, you go to this place, and you build up a name and you have individual storylines you visit every once in a while and you arrive and brings a rub to those promotions. He's yeah. also the only guy who was doing it with nothing resembling the gimmick he had in the Fed. We'll get to that in a second. Let's begin. He... Was trained by A Steel. YOLO. Along with CM Punk. CM Punk. The only two guys to really come out of that school. And then they formed, they quickly basically formed the, uh, they made a bunch of matches in IWA Mid South. That's how they got their um, their name going for them, where it was basically like shortly. Because this is a really weird time in wrestling because these guys both miss, him and Punk, basically miss out on the WCW. If it was three w- years earlier, they would have just been in WCW. Yeah, absolutely. Towards the end. Like, literally AJ Styles was in WCW for the last And if you thought the, the anti-Semitism bit. he experienced in the WWE would be bad. Imagine him in WCW. Oh, my Ladies God. and gentlemen, Scott Steiner versus the Jew. <laughs> the the greedy Jew. Yeah. He's got all Steiner's money. Steiner's fucking his mom. <laughs> he would have had a Jewish mom character. He's like, I don't know. It's just too big for yeah. me. Ah, Colty. I don't know. It's all It's hammering the sides of me. Oh, here's another episode we got to do. We have to do is just, just Shelton Benjamin's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the second half because we've always wanted to do the Judy Bagwell, but we've always maintained it wouldn't be long enough. Yeah, half Judy Bagwell, half Shelton Benjamin's mom. Oh, Shelton Benjamin's mom, so bad. Yeah, just clearly an actress who was just like, "Well, it beats community theater." Oh, god damn it! Yeah. I don't know how any of that happened. Here's how it happened: Vince McMahon went and saw a Broadway production of Fences and no. went, "Get me that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we do blackface? No. What's the second worst thing? Um, here's a book of stereotypes, Vince. Pick one. Fat black mom. <laughs> Here's what it was. He fell asleep and Medea, uh, a Medea movie came on. He woke up and went, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one thing I heard on podcast was the revelation that Vinch watches ER from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> and it's him just... and R-Truth are friends somehow? I have no idea. That makes a lot of sense seeing as R-Truth still in the company. Except yeah. He's a high-paid jobber. He really is. He's the best. When that guy came out with that fucking Civil War, <laughs> just dressed as a dude from the Civil War against John Cena, or when he went nuts and just started smoking cigarettes, he's like, I like water and cigarettes. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, he always smoked. Vince that's, watched The Wire, I speaking think. Speaking of Cole Caban, if you listen to his Art of Wrestling, they that's what they open with. You're the only wrestler I know who smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Randy Orton. 
Oh, yeah, I always forget Randy Orton smokes. Yeah, Randy Orton smokes. Isn't that the best? <laughs> All right, so uh, Cabana and uh, CM Perrink doing a good job. And then they basically, he's involved in the first super indie, which is ROH. And now there's like a couple of them, like PWGs like that, uh, Chikara, as you mentioned, Ring of Honor. And this um, is, of course, the time you want to be involved in Ring of Honor because it is owned by a pederast. Oh, Feinstein. Yeah. Is he a petty? There was child porn, wasn't it? I didn't. This is the thing where everyone talked about. Here's the, here's what is weird about wrestling journalism, other than us, it's, we're journalists. Um, we're broadcast journalists. They're also pro- like wrestling wrestling journalists are also prudes. Well, because it's just Dave Meltzer. It's just a man with the weirdest thinning hair ever, and just a wide nose. I a deceptively jacked guy with autism. Yeah. <laughs> He's deceptively jacked, right? And also, and also has one of the driest mouths I've ever heard. Um, well, I think you'll see the problem with hell. No, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, like you can tell by the way that that guy has control issues, and that when he changed the rating system, how often he refused to defend it. Like he, I could just tell he was he was trying everything in his life not to say I'm the one who decides. <laughs> no, yeah, they, I choose. But they always are like Rob Feinstein, who is a despicable man. And I'm like, okay, that means either sexual assault I was, or... I, I, I thought it was child porn. I have no idea. It's just our, one of those RF videos was pretty scandalous, I guess. That's terrifying. <laughs> what a terrifying thing. Uh, he's always working for a pedophile, doing his, doing his due Allow diligence. Allow me to uh, just say this about Rob Feinstein. <laughs> nice. That's a real fart, everybody. So they form uh, the Second City Staints with... Oh, the Second City Staints, you fucking <laughs> idiot! Oh, sorry, the Second City Taints. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Him, CM Punk, Ace Deal. Uh, during this time, they do get a run with the ROH tag titles, and I was interested to watch a bit of this back because the only thing I really noticed was um, I only saw pictures of them where Punk would be upset and Cabana would be... Super super hap hap, and I always thought that they were just both heels, and that Cabana was like a super big frat boy guy, mm. and uh, that uh, obviously Punk was his character. Um, but I was, if you ever watch any of their tag matches, it really works because it's like this is CM Punk's feud with Raven that got him a lot of traction, essentially. Yes, and uh, so Punk has this huge promo on Raven, and then Cabana just does something silly, and that's it's like rinse and repeat. For all the towns that it really worked well as a tag team because I I don't think I can remember a team where it's like one guy is a super big heel and then the other guy is just a fun character. I, absolutely, I think what it is it's a variation of the Ric Flair Arn Anderson sort of dynamic where you gotta explain that one. Arn Anderson, hang on, grab Joey Ryan's dick. Not not in that way. In that, what's this, son? Mm. Son, son, mm. why is it soft? Son, <laughs> the accounting. It's of- night time. Why aren't you dick hard? <laughs> there are women in the building. Oh, we're in an arena and they're very far away. Did I fucking stutter? If I'm within 50 meters of a woman, I'd start jizzing. Yeah. I went to the Tony Schiavone School of Romance. <laughs> if you're near some fucking slit, you're coming. <laughs> My favorite thing was... It's, the, here's the dynamic. Let me explain this. Ric Flair is the... Can I say something? No. Apparently there's a huge underground thing uh, of gay men watching NWA because of Ole Anderson and Arn Anderson. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're bears. I really... Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Ric Flair always portrays himself. He's the womanizing partier. Okay. And he's talking about like, I'm going to get some gash, and then I'm going to have 10 babies that I'm going to eat, and I'm going to use that (laughs) strength to fight you, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And so he is this outlandish crazy man, Mm -hmm. always backed up by your dad's stern friend from the hardware store. (laughs) Yeah. In the same way that CM Punk's dynamic was, I'm this devilish emo heel, but for some reason I'm friends with the captain of the football team. Yeah. So that gives me this weird, it gives me this weird duality of like, I'm straight edge, but this guy... He introduces me to chicks. <laughs> waka waka. Well, this is also the era of Gabe Sapolsky doing Ring of Honor where it's like, I don't know. If you want to say Paul Heyman. If Do you, Paul Heyman I is, honestly uh, think, by the way, Gabe Sapolsky should punch Paul Heyman in the face because basically okay. Gabe Sapolsky looked at what ECW was doing, took some of the best parts of it in terms of the presentation and applied it to a traditional approach of wrestling with all the like codes of honor and all that stuff of Ring of Honor. Years after Ring of Honor was already this fucking indie hit with all the fucking diehard wrestling fans, Paul Heyman started going around being like, if ECW had lasted, it would have been realistic like the UFC, but never saying Ring of Honor. You know how Ring of Honor is? That's what we would have done. No, he did, he said in a couple interviews. No, but he didn't. Not at first. At first, he just went, this is what I would have done. Yeah. He started on in that line of talking when it was he was discussing whether or not he was going to go into TNA. Okay. And it was only years after that he was like, Ring of Honor is good. Probably because Gabe Sapolsky was like, hey, you fucking bald-headed piece of shit you owe me 30 grand and also <laughs> could you fucking put over my idea and not your idea you garbage man but ring of honor my client lying 2002 2003 is when it starts and that is pretty much right after uh wcw dissolves right um so i d- like i don't it, know if it, i'm it, getting it not getting your point correctly but i think that he Sabalski had all these ideas. He used a couple in ECW. I don't. I don't know no, 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 what his level what of involvement is, What was. I'm talking about is that Paul Heyman saw the success of ROH in terms of that. Oh, and uh, just was like going to copy it, and was like, "That's what I would have done." Basically, mm-hmm. he's going, "Oh, Gabe Sabalski," like basically implying Gabe Sabalski stole my idea because Gabe Sabalski was his assistant in ECW. Yeah, he had a lot of like. There's a lot of really really good stuff, and this also builds up to what the Fed could do now, which kind of sucks. Which is Sabalski's really good writer. Like I, I would say, Heyman is like. Heyman's like, I don't know, this is going to sound shitty, uh, especially since uh, we're recording this ahead of time. So maybe this guy, <laughs> judging by the her- current climate in Hollywood, maybe he's a sex offender now. But uh, Heyman is kind of, um, he's Tarantino and Sapolsky's kind of like Robert Rodriguez, where Sapolsky's really good. Um, and yes, some of the, like, obviously they've taken I, I, talent from ROH, but very much they're not stealing ideas right now because the WWE just thinks, oh no, Vince said it, so it's great. And every, and every interview, no one, unless they're out of the company, they talk about like, oh, Vince McMahon uh, answered a phone and it, he thought it was a phone, but it was an egg. He does that <laughs> seven times a day, he just smushes an egg against his head. And then we got to be like, that's a good phone, Vince. What? <laughs> what? This thing don't goddamn hang up. But never forget Vince McMahon's wishes for when he's dead is everyone takes a pause for a bit and then gets back to work. Jesus fucking Christ. I hope they remember me. Yeah, Vince, they'll remember you. There's going to be a book by someone who knew you that's going to be horrifying. Yeah. Like once that guy is that like we've watched Shane McMahon. The minute him and Linda die, Shane McMahon is going to be like, let me tell you what it's like to be woken up every night by your trouserless father going, let's see your inches. <laughs> <laughs> Size off now. <laughs> Looks like I'm still your dad. Uh, stop saying that. You got to get a bigger dick, Shane. Yeah. 
you want to be the CEO? That means cock you know, executive the first time. officer. <laughs> first time I used a fax machine, Shane? It was to show Ted Turner my cock. <laughs> I faxed him my dick. That's why you don't have another sibling. 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> the wood was up, but it was just tilting back down. <laughs> He sees my dick. Tell me Jane didn't lick that piece of paper all day. <laughs> Tell me it. You want to know why they call her Hanaway Jane? Because I tortured that <laughs> pussy. Oh, Jane Fonda. <laughs> YOLO. So, they re- yeah, Second City Saints. It worked really well. Uh, he had a... Have you ever seen the Cold Cabana homicide matches? I watched the last one where Cold Cabana, quote unquote, earns homicide's respect. Oh, you mean where? Because <laughs> there's an angle they do. So Homicide, great wrestler. Uh, they had this huge stable. I forget the name of it. Uh, with Julius Smokes. I remember what it and was. If it you was, want, it was the Fancy Boys. Ooh, it was the it was the gentlemen who like you, but not too much. <laughs> um, We're friends, but not that way. <laughs> Julius Smokes, who was a return to just territory managers, where it's like you're weird, get out there and yell. So, um, Julius Smokes and uh, Homicide. Uh, and a couple of low key. Julia Smokes well. seems like the 21st century version of Paul Jones, which it's is great. like never going to mess in a mar- uh, uh, manage a champion. Seems like he doesn't know he's at a wrestling match. He's just letting people know <laughs> he can talk. I don't know. Prince Nana was always like that for me in ROH when they were just like, uh, we don't have anything for this guy. Prince Nana, get out there and say he has money. Was like, Johnny? Have, we have money now. Was Johnny Fairplay ever in ROH? Yeah. Beautiful time. So they do a, they do a bunch of hardcore matches like people don't if you only heard of Cole Cabana in the last seven years he's done like barbed wire matches there was like a fucking uh they did this they did, they did this gimmick with where homicide poured Drainal down his throat and then in the match this is the one thing that I get very pissed off of uh, that a lot of ROH fans go like how dare Jim Cornette do a chloroform angle in this R R O H and it's like. Guys, you've done crazy shit. But this is the seventh version of Ring of Honor, too. Like, every time every time ROH... Because the thing that no one really thinks about with WWE, and to a certain extent, WCW. Maybe maybe talk about the NWA, and then there's that... And then there's whoever was in charge, and the Eric Bischoff WCW. Yeah. Is that, like, NWA was Crockett, one vision, all the way through. Right? And then I would say one one vision is the wrong word. I would say one presentation. There was a particular presentation. Um, yeah, there was a one particular presentation. And then WCW, they go those years of flux, and then they go Bischoff, and then obviously there's that voice, right? Ring of Honor for about four or five years had Gabe Sapolsky's voice, which was like really interesting angles, like really new shit. Yeah. Like Cabana, the, one of the best angles I think that's unsung is he has a feud with Brian Danielson where he is usually ROH matches, like uh, heavyweight title matches. First of all, the one th- really cool thing is every time a guy defended the title, it was written down as like, he beat this guy, and then the new champion, and how many defenses he had. Brian Danielson beat Cabana in like five minutes, and then it forced this thing where, and then Cabana does the storyline where he has to work back from the ground up. Yeah, it's the fucking best. It's fucking great. And then it's he also something with a bunch of 90 minute, like 60 minute draws and shit with Danielson. What's also crazy is that they never, they the fact that WW, the Fed hasn't ripped that off. They did, but like in a way where they did, they did it in a semi way. MVP was, like losing streak is kind of like it, but that's like them punishing MVP for being the greatest thing ever. Yeah, you know how my MVP got into the Fed. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut a promo. Why haven't you fucking hired me yet? <laughs> Hire that man. I really like the one. I, Are, the reason he got fired was because during a piss test, he's like, so this is your job? You go to school for four years, now you just go out and watch a man piss? <laughs> <laughs> you just got to look at a man's dick? This is fucking pathetic. He's called the guy pathetic? It's like, uh, you tried to fight a doctor? Can you leave? And he's like understand yeah but that's the thing is you know what you, if you hire a street man like you hire a guy who's street you're gonna hear some street shit oh yeah yeah yeah. uh yeah exactly um people forget that also he's doing like in research for this episode i had to watch a bunch of like uh you didn't have to you chose to ddt and not oh, skipping ahead a bit, yeah. but DDT, that world title. There's one, the world title changes hands once, uh, because we'll get into the, how Cabana won the world title later, but the world title uh, changed hands once because X-Pac got too high off a of vape, and then MVP <laughs> pinned him and won the title, and then took the vape. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. I will also say that DDT Pro exists specifically because of Colt Cabana, and how he was able... Colt Cabana does something, especially if you watch the third wrestling... He, po- he definitely... The Wrestling and also if, comedy wrestling again. It's also if you watch the third wrestling road diaries, okay, which was funny does equal money. It for sure you show that he is thinking about it and there was a specific way he does it that he's building callbacks into what he's doing. He knows that people are looking for specific things and he delivers it. People want him to be that guy now and he's able to deliver it in a unique way that protects his body but gives everyone what they want. It's essentially what he is is he's that now that perennial sort of like the way Jake the Snake was in the Hogan years which is he's not a main event guy but if he's on the card there's a certain percentage of people there that are for that match. Yeah. Well, and- he's a very we'll get into that at the end because there's a big synopsis because like the unfortunate thing about like- All right, let's take us through cuz we got to get through Wrestling Society X. And we got to get through the Scotty Goldman years. Well, the I mean, Scotty Goldman months. Pardon me. Wrestling Society X is the next one. Uh, that one, where he's people Matt, thought he had his Matt Classic, which for me is an undersung fucking gimmick. Well, that's what they wanted. If you've listened to the Pritchard, that's what podcast, Pritchard wanted. But Pritchard wanted Matt Classic, which is like, yeah, perfect. Because the weird thing is, it's it's an extension and a new way of doing a character like the Blue Blazer, where you could do a little bit of comedy, but you could also turn true. that guy fucking heel and be like, "I'm a traditional fucking wrestler. You were doing it wrong." Yeah. And Cabana is the type of performer that he does have that old school wrestling body. Yeah. As well as an old like he can like he wrestles and it's it's snug and it looks good and it isn't reliant on. Those super big high spots we see now, or a lot of this sort of weird back and forth. It's not quite chain wrestling, but it's like Irish whip into a maneuver. Something else. Dean Ambrose is in the match. He's asleep, <laughs> though. Yeah, but that's the problem where it's like he's really, really steeped in the British style of wrestling because uh, he went to he knew Nig- he knew Nigel McGuinness, and that was very much what well, it's also like Ring of Honor was to- using. Much like us as comedians, the way he had to go make big money was move to England. Yeah, he told me a story about going to Shoreditch, mm-hmm. and he was like, it's the only place I've ever been to that didn't have street lights. That's crazy. East London. I remember them still installing them when I first came here in 2011, but that it section- didn't have street lights? No. Why? Because it was such an impoverished part- section of the city. Jesus. Okay, London works that there's council tax, so depending on yeah. how affluent your neighborhood is, is how, high is the, how high the council tax is. In a really poor neighborhood, the council tax is so little, you don't have the money for things like streetlights. No, you don't get streetlights. Fuck you. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. 
but yeah, that's so he went to. So he's really steeped in this. Uh, he takes a lot of inspiration from Les Kellett, who's a British comedy wrestler, um, <clears throat> and just wrestles that British style where it's like really quick mat wrestling style. Um, and that's the problem where it's like. So Wrestling Society X, uh, he goes in his Matt Classic. For those who don't know what Wrestling Society X is, by the way, it's when MTV... New new Metal, the wrestling promotion. Yeah, MTV wanted a wrestling promotion very briefly, either right as... The WWE had just left Viacom? Yes. Yeah, because of Spike, yeah. Yeah. They had just left Spike and gone back to USA. Just left Spike, gone back to USA. So Wrestling Society X, their champion was X-Pac. Yeah, Vampiro was a big draw. Vampiro. Also, big draw. I think Vampiro might Piro? be Vampiro. You fucking idiot. He, no. no, he's Vampiro because of the angle with Sting. And <laughs> um, it's an I, not a Y. You fucking loser guy. Um, Wrestling Society X. You had Vampiro. Nice. Uh, X-Pac. And it was basically filmed in like, we're in the Wrestling Society X warehouse. That's just a soundstage. That's actually crazy because maybe, is that not also Lucha Underground now? Yeah, it's very much Lucha Underground and also TNA Impact forever. Yeah, but Impact like used the classic wrestling like soundstage Universal Studios thing. Whereas Wrestling Society X was, this is a warehouse, so it has specific feel, and also that's how they do Lucha Underground. Yeah, you're in the Lucha, was it the temple? Yeah, in the temple, What? and they just have this great shot, of outside shot of a just a building in like a neighborhood where nothing is happening. It's great. I've, ever, great I've never actually watched Lucha Underground, but I always watch it. It's hilarious. It. It's great. Yeah. I mean, part, no, parts of it are disgusting, but it's great. Like what? Because they just do like real 2017 style hardcore matches, so it's like... He ducked a clothesline and he got stabbed with scissors. <laughs> it's just yeah. There's one where they do a bunch of spikes in the guy's head. They they do they do a, a, they do a spot with a Kenzon. I know that. If you don't know what a Kenzon is, look it up and then go. That goes on a guy's body. That's uh, fucking disgusting. Yeah, like I got six minutes into the Vice documentary where they go. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. They do a Vice doc. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Vice does a documentary about. Uh, the uh what the fuck is it called i can't CZ- czw tournament of death yeah ugh. and it's just in a dude's backyard the part like, that stopped here's me 50 bucks is you stab terry funk is when the guy is just taking them through stuff you can use and he just takes the fucking rivets that they put in sides of wood and just puts That's it in his on, head. yeah yeah no, they do that, and they hit him with the head with a chair. It's fucking disgusting, Ugh. and it's just in his head. Yeah, that's what a Ken's on is. I thought. Ew, ew, ew! John, John, John's peeing and crying because he can't, he's not a man. He's not a man. He can't. That's watch not why I'm doing that. Wrestling. That's not why I'm doing that. Are you going to do one of those matches where you? Rip I your honestly own actually out. I yeah. Because uh, if not, I'm not watching it. In the main event, it's a wrestle in the guts of your dead grandmother match. Do you think if you just took all hardcore wrestling fans to a man and did the old 80s, you're going to win a boat trip and then just killed them all, then <laughs> Trump would lose half his fan base? No, actually, I don't. I don't think any of them vote. <laughs> That's very funny. If you're, what are we doing this weekend? We're going to. Maybe th- less shares of a Facebook status where women, they stop cleaning women in the friend zone. Oh, 100%. Also, a lot less porn would have comments on it. <laughs> Pornhub comments have dried up because everyone at the CZW Tournament of Death died. <laughs> when someone, <laughs> I had, who scrolls down on a porn page? <laughs> yeah, who scrolls down is like, oh, well, I gotta weigh in on this. Nice yeah. fuck. Yeah. She of course will be reading this expertly done. <laughs> 
the best thing on the internet still. There's a there's a video that a friend of mine found where a girl's just fucking a building. Yeah. And the porn, he found and the co- the first comment is she fucks this building. <laughs> so a lot of uh, nothing gets by you, pal. I asked my friend, I'm like, I don't really go on Pornhub comments, and he's like, I do. Most of them, it most of them are just people asking the girl for her number, <laughs> <laughs> as if she's gonna be like. <laughs> Oh, that's that's really good. Ooh, your emoji is a dead woman. (laughs) The idea of, oh man, giving your email to Pornhub, the fact that there's a share option, it's all really good. (laughs) There's a share option? Yeah, did you, you ever saw the Pornhub April Fool's Day prank? No. Where it just like, you would go on a video and then you would go to another video, like you just open up a video or whatever, watch it, and then you know you open a new tab, yeah. whatever. And then you, when you open that new tab, you would click it would say thank you for sharing the video. Great. And then that was the whole thing. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Did that happen fuck, to fuck, you? Fuck. Did that happen to you? No. I don't watch pornography. <laughs> yes, you do. I do from time to time now, but I got sick memories of fucking hot chicks that I bang. I don't. I gotta tell you, I went for. But I went, they're all fading, so I'll have to watch soon. <laughs> I I, uh, I went. Uh, I went. Only imagination for a month. Your imagination, Jeff Hardy's out. <laughs> this isn't my imagination. What's happening? Two chicks I had sex with five years apart are making out. Yeah, two, uh, two, two, two. <laughs> that's in my imagination. <laughs> also, I've painted my face because yeah. I'm Willow now. When I jack off, <laughs> yeah, <it's> just pills. <laughs> <laughs> when I jack off, I'm Willow. It's just one large, a large quaalude that I hit like a, a horse hitting a salt <laughs> lake. <laughs> that's you, buddy. Here's me. Uh, railroad tracks. Does anyone understand me? Not quite. Fuck you. Wrestling Society X does not work out. Matt Classic gives the world Matt Classic. Very nice. Also, the reason it is great, and I think the idea of having it because here's what I wanted to say earlier. He doesn't. It sounds weird. He doesn't really look like Colt Cabana when he's wrestling as Matt Classic. No, not he doesn't look like Colt Cabana. He doesn't move like Colt Cabana, and his yep. body looks like it's a different shape. It, it, no, because because that's the thing about wearing the singlet is his singlet's so high that it covers his nippy nips. He's not wearing like and a why does, single wh- where it's like why does it cover his nip nips? Because he's got baloney nipples. And he thinks nipples are disgusting. Really? Yeah, I asked him, and he said nipples are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I agree with him. When you think about it, you're like, yeah, why would you want to touch your nipple to your friend? Touch yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess touch my nipples. All right, nipples. Are, I don't want to. I don't want to press my nipples against. Anyway, Joy, grab Joy Ryan's dick. Take five dollars off what you're gonna pay me. Lick, <laughs> 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 uh, lick, hand, hand. All right, you make a fair point. <laughs> they do a great spot where I don't know we're gonna get a chance to talk about this again, but there's uh, it's on. It's one of the most watched videos that involve him and Joey Ryan. I forget the third guy, um, but it's Joey Ryan, this other guy whose gimmick is just that his dick is sweet. And uh, Joey Ryan takes his lollipop. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy whose dick, other guy's dick is sweet, jo- takes Joey Ryan's lollipop, puts it in his pants, and then <laughs> Joey Ryan snatches it back from him, um, wipes it off on his chest hair, then puts it in his mouth. And then Cavana's like, can you please <laughs> stop? Can we just throw the lollipop out? And then uh, Joey Ryan just shoves it in his mouth. <laughs> and uh, it's a great spot. Because he sucked both their dicks, essentially. I prefer the Tommy Dreamer one, where they touch a bunch of dicks, then Tommy Dreamer puts it in his mouth and screams, I'm hardcore. <laughs> 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 just that. That's one of the best things. The parody of hardcore wrestling is one of the best parts of wrestling. Yes, and it's also one of those things where I think a lot of wrestling fans are like, 
Absolutely. Those young men died. There was one where I saw, there was one UK show where a guy got another guy a present and uh, it was uh, custard cakes. And then the whole audience started chanting, you sick fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> custard cakes are gross. I like them. Yeah, they're all right. But I mean, just chanting you sick fuck when someone gets you an, an, a, a candy that's to the, just to the left of normal, I think, is fair. I just like candy, man. Um, so it's Wrestling Society X quickly is canceled. Uh, all throughout this, of course, as Dylan covered, he's going throughout the United Kingdom. Um, after Res- Wrestling Society X is fucking Ohio uh, Valley. Uh, done. He's because re- he's wrestling indies now. Are uh, we gonna knows- go? Do we want to take a break and then do WWE and the podcast, or do WWE? Let's do Ohio Valley and then WWE. No, let's do w- Ohio Valley WWE break. Impact of the podcast. His later career. Yolo. Laid it out. He's in Ohio Valley re- wrestling. Go ahead. Nice. He's in Ohio Valley. He's really getting the. He's kind of getting the hang of his character, and it, it, that sounds weird to say, but he's really going into overdrive with just being like the fun comedy guy who also is competent in the ring. And here's this is a really, really big thing why I think Jim Cornette and why the WWE kind of didn't get him is because, yes, they're in the business of having comedy wrestling. Uh, but it's, a, it's Triple H comedy, which is like, I, 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 I was just fucking. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like it's comedy where the comedic wrestler is completely incompetent and he loses in five seconds. Like Santino Morella never won anything or had an offensive move that wasn't the Cobra, essentially. No, Santino Morella, a good portion of his career is he thinks he's a woman that's bad. Yeah, exactly. He's cross-dressing what a fucking loser. Yeah, wrong, bad, (laughs) sin. Cabana, right down to his moveset, essentially, is kind of like a, like, modeled after, like, uh, less serious, dusty roads. Uh, I would say that he's also very much comes across as the witty guy in the team in an action movie. Like, yeah, he's the high, he's the high status. Like, wrestling. So there's high status and low status in every form of entertainment. And re- in WWE, like in this podcast, I'm high status and you're the beta. You're my bitch. No, I'm super high status. I'm the alpha. You're a little cuck. <laughs> no, not true. I got a fat dick and I know how to fucking use it. Unlike you, who yeah, cries. You're a fat name r- friend named Richard. <laughs> See, that's why I'm high status. <laughs> no, it's wrong. It's it doesn't really make any stuff. sense. Everyone, no, had really to, funny everyone stuff. just paused the episode and committed suicide. We now have no more listeners. Everyone? Shut down the Patreon account. They're all dead. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review for my alpha days. I release a podcast a day about how much of an alpha I am. <laughs> it's just you cry. alpha thing I did. <laughs> I can't find my tampons. That's you. Uh, that coffee will be pound seventy. Not for me. <laughs> Very well. Here's pound seventy for you. Dylan. Why are you doing a racist Asian voice for that barista? That was an attempt at a British accent. It ended up as racist Asian. B- boy I did, did it. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> me so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's high status. Every comedy character they have, every comedy character they've ever had has always been low status. Except for The Rock, by the way. The Rock was the Rock is a variation of this, but The Rock was still a comedy wrestler in that he said really fucking funny things, and a yeah. big part of the reason why the fan base liked him is he's talking about strudel and people's fucking pie yeah. and interrupting people. By the way, I still to this day hate... Um, it doesn't matter! Uh, fuck you. 
Yeah, the, there's a thing that the WWE has really forgotten about where there was definitely a time in the late 90s and 2000s where people just fucking hated The Rock. Like Everyone was with Austin the entire way, but people fucking hated The, the Rock. The Rock more. is more famous because of he's gone on to, into Hollywood, but in wrestling circles, Steve Austin is the Hulk Hogan of that era and The Rock is the ultimate warrior. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say the ultimate. Eh, maybe yeah, he would warrior, be the ultimate warrior. But better. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like much better he's, in every way. He's first run Ultimate Warrior, bulletproof, invincible guy, and without the we put the belt on him and suddenly he's fucking yeah. the worst. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, do you still wanted to see The Rock go against all the same opponents Austin did because they were such different performers? That was one of the also the big things with it. But The Rock was a much more creative, funny character in the same way that Cabana. It's also one of those things where he's very much in on the joke and. This is something that yeah, really that's a come, very big thing that it comes much more to fruition if you watch him wrestling post WWE, where he's like pratfall into the ring, haha. Didn't you see? But they did that on purpose. That sort of yeah. stuff where it's he's the funny guy on the football team, but yeah. he's still getting a touchdown and getting fucking rimmed by a cheerleader. <laughs> Whereas every comedy wrestler, like yeah, Santino, uh, he Slater. Remember when Heath Slater was just like coming out and losing all these legends? The worst, the, the worst is, thing they've ever done. Yeah. Is that I fucking hated that because it's basically like well, the worst thing they ever did was the Nation of Domination DX sketch. Not just because of the blackface, because now everyone thought they were funny, and Triple H thinks he's funny. It's like oh, but that's their idea: is comedy guy comes out, he's stupid. What's um, the weirdest, by the way, about that is that they all have different shades of blackface. And it could be clear that Sean Waltman showed up late for that Monday Night Raw because all of them else and they were like, "You are Al Jolson." The rest of them are shaded, and uh, X Pac literally looks like he just dumped his head in some paint. Ugh, it's terrifying. If you have, if you haven't seen that, by the way, <laughs> I didn't even realize that they were all in blackface until I watched. Not it. Not all of them, Bro Dog, for some reason, isn't. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because D. LeBron was light-skinned, and Road Dog has some class. <laughs> Road Dog has had a black friend before and was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> that said, Road Dog does the best impression, because, it, and it's my favorite part of the entire sketch, where uh, Triple H says something, and then he goes, look what I think! And then he just stands on the ring, and it fucking shakes his head for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What are, the, what are your greatest comedic influences, John? Oh, probably DX. No, DX. Not true. If you guys want to hear John's comedy, it's just him saying he's got two words for you constantly. I don't. I don't. And then he goes to the audience and tries to get girls to show their tits. I first of all, I don't open with vomit. that. I do open with, "Let's get ready to laugh <laughs> If a joke kills hard enough, girls just show me their tits. That's a thing about my act. Not that's true. That's very true. Very, very true. So he's in a. a I've OB seen your movie. act, and it's known as the Nagasaki because it always bombs. That's not true. Because it kills. <laughs> Either way, very insensitive. Yeah, exactly. We're really taking it to Southeast Asia this episode. <laughs> um, continue what you're saying. So he's in, OV, uh, he's in OVW. Yeah, he's in OVW. Uh, a lot of people tell him he has it. He's got that thing, baby. Well, he fucking thing. does. I'm so like it's one of those. This sounds very strange, but I've spent a fair amount of time with this man in a stressful month of the Edinburgh Festival. And let me put it this way: every lady I know. At some point in that month, whenever they see me hanging out with him, if they get me along going, what's his story? <laughs> like well, he, A, it's, he's a handsome fit man at a comedy festival, yeah. which is like, he's a lion at a gazelle convention. Yeah. Second of all, it's like, that man doesn't seem like he's eating bread and he knows how to. And it's like, both of those things are 
true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, he's they, the guy who's like, um, I don't know, man. You want to hang? He's the only guy like not forcing a joke in a conversation. And also, like, it, here's an... I mean, he's the only one treating other people like they're people. Pretty much. Yeah. and But it's also, he has a quality removed of that of... It's that glinty sort of fucking like command. You want to watch him. It's the difference. It's the difference between fucking Roman Reigns and the fucking Rock. Is that no one is looking at Roman Reigns and is drawn to his energy. In but you are drawn to look at fucking Daniel Bryan. There's something about Daniel Bryan. He has that quality where you root for Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns, you're just like, I don't give a fuck about this wet-headed fuck. Yeah, Roman Reigns is way more of the. Oh, cool, a Superman punch. That's it. But it's the thing is, is John Cena, you look at John Cena, you're going, uh, there is something about him that is engaging, just looking at him, you're like, hmm. Yes, please. <laughs> Can I have uh, two slices of that and hold the anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I would take a uh, little of that on some rye bread. I want to fuck John Cena. Yeah, we want to fuck John Cena is what we're saying. So OVW, who eventually gets called up, really, really takes him a while because the other... Gets called up, Michael Hayes, I assume... When telling uh, Jim Cornette and Danny Davis to bring him to WWE, they said, send me the uncut kid. What? Send me the cut kid. I didn't mean to say. The uncut kid. I meant cut kid. He's (laughs) circumcised. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, there's an article. I don't know how long it is. Uh, You guys may not know this, but uh, Michael Hayes was at the Emperor Festival in 2017. Yeah, he was. He showed up. That's right. He showed up. And... uh, he said some things on stage that let's hope to God that's not on record or I am in trouble. Why? Well, that's I wrote them for him. <laughs> yes, I did. And I don't want that out there. Uh, no, here's all I'm saying. Here's all I'm saying is uh, he wrote an article about the anti-Semitism in WWE. Okay, yeah. This I is a better way to, stri- to right go into when, it. Right when he was uh, released and it is... Uh, yeah, absolutely fucking harrowing. Oh my like, god. It's insane that people what I hate, was what like, I was getting to is I made some very off-color Michael Hayes is a racist piece of shit and it wasn't said wrote in the, for him. Michael Hayes was there though. Yeah, I wrote my thoughts. Uh yeah. and it's one of those things where I don't think I was that off the mark in what I like it's one of those things where Michael you, Hayes called Mark Henry the N-word like 4 years ago. <laughs> My God! What you didn't hear about that? No. Hey, he's called Michael. He Mark. Uh, he got drunk at like a WrestleMania after party and called Mark Henry the N word with an A, not a hard ER. Oh, good. Still, who gives? A- still. So you thought about it? That's what that. By the way, this is whatever. Like, not suspended at all. Of course not. This is whenever so they say, oh, it's a publicly traded company. It's a publicly traded company that employs a man who thinks it's fine to wear a pink blazer. What? It employs a man with a mullet, a coke problem, and the guy who goes, what are we drinking tonight? I drink Jägermeister on the rocks. Anyone who's drinking Jägermeister on the on the rocks <laughs> has a tripod set up by their bed just in case there's fucking and he needs to remember. Yeah, no rocks. I don't drink Jägermeister on the rocks. I like it neat. Yeah. Jägermeister. Double Jäg, neat. Double Jäg, neat. I'll be outside smoking. Nothing but weed <laughs> ashing onto a tray that's on a woman's head because I'm getting a suck off. So after this break, we will be talking about his WWE run. Before we go into the break, I just want you to know how he pitched his character. He, uh, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill were very popular at the time. And um, he said, let's do a character sort of in that vein of like the cool kind of like quippy um, fun guy. What we got, we'll discuss after the break. YOLO. 
Oh, it's time for our break to have a break. Break. Everyone's breaking. We're broken. Yeah. Not like Matt Hardy, because nice. we're not paying impact any money. Yay. Go to patreon.com. Wrestler review. There's a backslash in there and give us some fucking cash, you fucking shits, so you can decide what wrestler we review next. Or to pay us enough money to get a Barry Darso tattoo. Only one of us will do that because the other one already has given his body for stupid ideas. Now enjoy the rest of the episode, and if you don't, shut up, you're fat. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Please give us so much money. Don't fucking correct my commercial. We got Scotty Goldman, which is essentially Vince McMahon opened the windows of his Greenwich, Connecticut house, saw some kids going to Shabbos, and was like, don't like them, they're loud. Mock them on television. <laughs> well, it, the previous Jewish wrestlers were Goldberg, Barry Horowitz. Goldberg and Barry Horowitz. And Goldberg, they did not was, admit, was Jewish. They like, did not like that storyline. Like, I don't think that Vince McMahon knows. I guarantee no. that Michael Hayes doesn't know. <laughs> Why? I guarantee if Michael Hayes is listening right now and he's found out Goldberg is Jewish, he is rushing down to production to have him wiped off of the WrestleMania main event <laughs> on the network. He'll, Brock Lesnar, they'll just reach The Jews are weak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or no... Uh, Try and kill 7 million southern people Try and do it Uh, Halfway through my dick and I'll turn that fire down (laughs) Gas chamber, that just make my dick bigger (laughs) Now now listen listen. I'm not saying that they don't deserve to die I'm just saying That there's a problem with them Their existence (laughs) (laughs) No law Oh no So he goes to uh, Let me tell you what Jews are good to do (laughs) They do boot boot Suck dick. No. <laughs> he does the Scotty. He basically does nothing. Uh, he jobs out immediately. To Is everybody. Ric Flair a Jew? Do boot. No. <laughs> Was the doctor who prescribed the pills for David and Von Erich Jewish? No. His wife was. Influence there. Jews are murderers. Do do boot. So he does what's cracking with Scotty Goldman, where they <laughs> hired a writer who was like seventy, who worked with Leno, and then and, and then Cabana just fired him because he was like, I don't want this. This was actually a good run though, because it's gonna make. Sometimes you need to fall down to get back up, John. You know what I mean? Internet meme. Also, the the thing that was the saving grace was that they didn't name him Colt Cabana. In the Absolutely. WWE. Because now Scotty Goldman is the guy who lost, and he can still, like, the Colt Cabana brand is still, like, untainted. It's also one of those things where the run wasn't well, and I am sure, and I wish this upon him, that he had a multi million dollar run and he's set for life. Because he came out of that. Like, basically, he was a, essentially a jobber for a couple of months and then fucking lost to Omaga more than anyone else did. The only person. Yeah. Who lost to Umaga more was Umaga because Umaga was wrestling the demons within himself. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Umaga, great wrestler. I miss him a lot. He's the only man who got touched my thumb over as a fucking hold. He Not his great. thumb! <laughs> his thumb's taped up. You can't get up from that. Yeah, careful. He's got cigars. <laughs> he's, he's not even care, scared of lung cancer. His manager will make your clothes smelly. <laughs> um, so. But but coming out of that, 
he was able, and he was the first one, he was able to tell that story of being fucked up by, essentially he has the most amazing story, which was I got to live my dream and my dream wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And took that and created a podcast and created a platform for himself. So he is now one of the most desired indie wrestlers in fucking existence. Yeah, and it's it's, it's and a- it's an amazing point. It's also one of those things where he was there at a time that's very interesting. It was the rise of John Cena, ish. Yeah, it was the rise of John Cena. Yeah, was he there? Did who de- debuted first, him or CM Punk? I think he did. He definitely got there before uh, Daniel Bryan. He got there be- obviously before Kevin Steen, Samoa Joe, like all these guys who were in his league as far as indie guys right I also and this is absolutely speculation but i think also the fed learned that you need to respect the cred that some of these guys bring from other companies and that is important in the way that they've handled aj styles daniel bryan no but samoa joe finn balor cabana just fucked up like got unlucky i won't say fucked up but he got unlucky because now they have no choice but to push those guys because like we've talked about before on this podcast the days of just going to Ohio State, looking at the sixth offensive lineman, the guy who's not going to make the NFL or even like maybe just be like, do you want to play in NFL Europe for $30,000 a year or do you want to make 500000 Those days are over. Those days are over and gone. Now they're drawing from a pool of wrestlers that are all wrestling fans. And I think if he would have come in five years later, then honestly, he'd be one of the bigger wrestlers on the like roster because they don't have that many big guys anymore. I- I, I, I see. He came point. in the last era of them being like, oh, who's the big guy? Mason Ryan. Who's the big guy? Uh, the Great Kali. The Great Kali. Umaga, even. Like, guys like that. They I absolutely. No, I absolutely see your point. I don't know. It, but in terms of his character, I like the post WWE, how fucking perfect that Cole Cabana character is. Because in the reality, he doesn't really have a gimmick. His gimmick is, I'm a fun guy who's here to kick ass, but with amusement. <laughs> well, he's, yeah, he's like, it's almost like. It's pretty much modeled after 1990 Dusty Rhodes, where it's, I'm not the top of the card, but we're going to have some fun dancing, aren't we? And I win the match, and everyone's having a good time. Yeah, Good times, great memories, baby. Ziggy, ziggy, ha, ziggy, ha, yeah, yay. YOLO, YOLO. couple of big things mode. in his podcast that are hugely impactful. Mostly, the Domino episode where he talks about going to Nigeria is one of the greatest things you'll ever listen to. Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast, go and... Delete that podcast no, off wait, of your no, phone. No, 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 Wait a minute. If you listen to this podcast, donate to Patreon and then go to the Domino episode. Yeah, please. and count that as one of the Patreon picks. <laughs> yeah, we'll be putting up other podcasts on this. That, <laughs> why don't we just do that? They just they just gave us a, the Mark Marin episode from that week. Is this just an audio recording of Die Hard? Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We're not profiting off other things. Why do you have all of Beyonce's lemonade on your Patreon picks? Oh, shut up. Yeah. Why not? Because we're also heartbroken black women. <laughs> he cheated, but I can forgive him. I don't think he did. The rest I don't believe people. anything Beyonce does. I'm not fucking fooled. Oh, you're a Beyonce truther. I am. Beyonce is my 911. <laughs> a, a successful woman. No, John's a bitch. We got a review. So here are some great things about the art of wrestling. Obviously, the CM Punk episode, which is that like, went fucking crazy. That one's nuts. But here, this is the thing I wanted to also get to: is he also got a crazy big rub off of 
in the pipe bomb, which I hate that they call it that, but we're saying, Oh, he said Cole Cabana, yeah. High yeah, Cole Cabana. High Cole Cabana. So for a shit ton of wrestling fans, and that is the last moment where people who like the Attitude Era tuned back in. Yeah. And were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And that Money in the Bank, we watched it in a fucking... This is one of the three times we watched it in a packed comedy bar. Yeah. We watched it, and it was like, this is fucking amazing. Building up to SummerSlam, and then I remember we watched it again with SummerSlam, and it was the biggest fucking egg fart where it was like this was so good a month ago yeah, and now and we they, don't give a fuck yeah they just had him jaw like lose to kevin nash and shit it was fucking yeah. awful but um yeah like the three he was part of yeah one of the of the last 10 years like one of the top two moments where it's like as a fan like where the audience all went nuts was like that the yeah leading up to money in the bank 2011 and the daniel bryan winning wrestlemania are probably like the two you know what i mean those are the two moments where everything seemed like it was going to be fine again and he's in inexp- intrinsically linked with that and then coming out of that they do the tell all Cole cabana the tell all cm punk podcast which goes insane like, oh yeah when you google cm punk you know that podcast comes up yeah that's because it's also one of those things where it's one of those podcasts that is what wrestling fans always want, which is like, they're telling the truth. Yeah, it's the dirtiest dirt. And it's also one of those things, it's the dynamic of those two friends that's always been talked about in the similar dynamic of the Ric Flair and Anderson, which is they've always been friends also outside of the business, and now they're finally completely and totally telling the truth and totally being honest. Yeah. And also the dynamic of it's very interesting where you have CM Punk who's literally like... <laughs> and Cabana, who had a very different experience and didn't have the success Colt had, but clearly has a mature approach to it and is like, tell your story and is clarifying certain things. And also a couple of times kind of saves him from being like, and that's why I'm going to fuck Vince McMahon. (laughs) Yeah. Dial it back a bit there. And honestly, in the end, it's really, and Meltzer said this, it's really more so the WWE's loss. And I know it sounds weird, but they could have owned the art of wrestling, which the art of wrestling. Here's how big of that it, he got on WTF. Like, there's been three wrestlers on WTF with Mark Marin, CM Punk, Mick Foley, and Cole Cabana. Mick Foley and Cole Cabana. So the three guys that basically have a career outside of it. Also, which by the way, listen to that WTF, and it is your dad trying to understand why you like this silly stuff. Oh, and it's fascinating. He pitches one of the worst ideas I've ever heard in my life. I don't think I've ever... I couldn't listen you to it. You have to because... I don't like listening to Mark Maron not talking to comedians because when he's with comedians, he's dealing with people who've dealt with selfish people enough yeah. who know how to balance out the like, oh, Here. you have a unique genetic disorder that's only relates to you. I one time lost my keys, so I know what that feels like. <laughs> And very few other types of creative people are able to deal with, like, Mark Maron's, like, oh, I should say sorry for that time you were going through an abortion, and I was just like, you deserve it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The the early WTFs are the best where it's like, oh, sorry for mentally abusing you when you were an 11-year-old comedian. So, uh, Cabana, since then, has been doing the art of wrestling. Um, they really, really missed out on having him as a presenter on the network, like, now you have a platform where you need all this content and you're doing the Stone Cold podcast. Granted that like But they stopped really doing they stopped doing the Stone Cold podcast after the one two whammy of Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose basically being like just fucking slugs with an attitude. Yeah, of course. But that's the thing where you Austin can't By the way, what, do what Kukana can do. Like Austin can't bring quick, out those funny stories. Quick question: Because he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. What do you think Vince McMahon thinks a podcast is? I think it. He thinks it. Uh, I think he thinks it's a 
cast you give after you've been in the ocean. He thinks it's a shoot interview. He thinks all shoot interviews are called podcasts. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, he's a 70-something-year-old band, too. Doesn't know what it is. Works that's 19 what, hours why, a day. That's why he makes them co- make. That's why he's like, call it the Stone Cold podcast. That's what they are. And it's like, you're a fucking idiot, man. But, that's, but Stone Cold comes from such a status where it's like, he's going to be a bigger star than whoever else is on the show with him. That's a fucking great point. Holy so it's like, shit, you need dude. a host that just fades into the background. Like, the host is only famous to people. Like, it. It's almost like a ring announcer in wrestling where it's like you only know that person once you have watched the product for a really long time. And he, Cabana is like super light. So it's like, like you said, where he told people to dial back on the CM Punk interview. Like he's actually dialing his friend back where any other host would just be like, say whatever you want. I want as many hits as possible. It's also one of those things where he's also, it's a very smart sort of platform for him because it's one of those things where it's separate from wrestling. He's not the wrestler telling the stories. He's adding his stories in, but he's showcasing the other wrestler. Yeah. And it's also, it's gunslinger to gunslinger. They've had different versions of success. Yeah. But also, all of the, like, look at all the wrestlers that started podcasts because of that. There was no rest, the only wrestling podcast for a long time was The Art of Wrestling. It was The Art of Wrestling. And then I assume people scarier than us saying the N word and then (laughs) Dwayne Johnson over and over again. Yeah. It was basically, yeah. Cause see, he, so the podcast that came out of that were like Jim Ross, Ric Flair, uh, Stone Cold himself. Stone Cold himself. Like, so, and like years, it took them years a long later. ass time to do it. Yeah, to realize this was something you could monetize. Um, so really, he's given himself more of success based out of this, and it's easier to transition out of wrestling now, which is something that everyone needs to do. Otherwise, like... Absolutely. It's also, he's done other things. The way we know him is he comes to the Ember Festival every year and does a show with Brandon Burns called Brandon Burns and Cole Cabana. Watch Bad Wrestling. It's really good. Yeah, we're on it sometimes. Yeah, my appearances are much better than Dylan's. My appearances are much better than John's. Everyone, when they go to John's, is like, oh, good, a nap. Time to nap. Time to nap. <laughs> yeah, they need to, to nap, nap afterwards. Time to fucking blast. nap, buddy. Time to fucking nap. Nap, nap, bitch. You know right. what I mean? I fucking knock people out for fucking free. What'll I do for money? That's what I would do. <laughs> That's what I would do if I was in the UFC. You knock people out for money. What will you do for free? I would knock people. I knock people out for free. What would I do for money? And then I would go. Woo! I fuck pussy. Nice. He's back in Ring of Honor now, doing some spot matches and, and being a commentator. And being a commentator. Briefly turned heel. Here's something that I will say, and it's a criticism of my friend. Uh, and here's the problem with being friends with a wrestler. I didn't buy the promo because I'm like, you wouldn't do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Officer Colt Cabana was fantastic. Oh, yes. Officer Colt Cabana was fucking great. Officer Colt Cabana, the 10-minute promo at the Gathering of the Javagalos <laughs> where he just said he's going to arrest people for smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, the cornet thing, um, we should touch Let's on that. Let's talk about this. I think that it's Jim Cornette. The same reason Jim Cornette didn't like... No, people. it's it's not. Jim Cornette's a fucking idiot and doesn't know how to go back on what he said. Jim Cornette does believe funny draws money. He's all but said it many times on his podcast, particularly about some of the characters he liked. What it was is Jim Cornette's an old man and didn't understand what Cole Cabana was doing and also didn't understand that Cole Cabana was in Ring of Honor first, knew that product better than him, and it was a power grab. That's what it was. It clearly was that. Yeah. Well, let's get all the old guys out of it. 
and which is stupid. The Ring of Honor was based off of those guys, and Cole Cabana, in a similar role to Tommy Dreamer, was so synonymous with it and could have built been built up as that guy in the way the under the, you know what he's a fucking pillar of the company. No, I understand. He is he's very much like, but it's hard for a guy like Cornette. To be the devil's advocate, it's hard for a guy like Cornette who grew up in Southern Wrestling. When you hire that Southern Wrestling guy, it's hard for him to stomach that the 1A guy on your roster, the guy that's always put over strong, except when you need to get a world champion over, then they beat him, is a comedy wrestler and not like... Because in ECW, we talked about before, ECW was New Jack, Tommy Dreamer. Um, WWE has The Undertaker, or like Shawn Michaels was that for a while. Um, and it's hard for him to stomach that. Now it's Triple H, but in a weird way where Triple H like... Wins. <laughs> yeah, he wins, though. <laughs> we need to get Triple this guy H over. Wins. Triple H will beat him. I don't think that's how you... <laughs> You know how they do it in the UFC. Well, you want Conor McGregor to be a big star? You have George St. Pierre beat him up. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. Muhammad Ali, as we all know, won no matches. <laughs> he lost to uh, Sonny Liston a ton of times and Joe Lewis and whoever else. But it's one of those things where, yeah, Frank, it's, it's a point made by Jim Cornette about getting people over, which is, yeah, Frankenstein got killed in the end, but he beat the fuck out of some villagers first. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um,. Jim Cornette. So Jim Cornette's whole, that's the whole thing. And I understand that your point is, yeah, we need to move people out of the way. And, and for Jim Cornette wouldn't is, understand it. That said, Jim Cornette, you have been able to adjust with other wrestlers that are there before. OVW wasn't a roster you put together. True. He adjusted with it. It's just the simple, and he didn't adjust, he adjusted with the TNA roster. It was just the simple fact of he truly didn't understand what Colt was doing. And instead of being a, a smart manager and going, I don't get that. That doesn't mean other people won't. He just went, funny don't draw fucking money. Well, guess what, Jim Cornette? You're doing a podcast that people listen to, me included, because it's fucking funny when you yell and scream about fucking Arby's or whatever the bullshit is. Yeah, when you're yelling about healthcare, what do you think of people watching it for? And then his point was, well, it's not wrestling. Yeah, but people are still going to see you at shitty spot shows because of the the funny persona you portray yeah. as the angry fat man. Yeah. You fucking cunt. You dumb fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Uh, I... And it's a weird thing where it's like, yeah, he would have had seniority. It's a bizarre thing. It's sh it's shitty that it happened. He's going through Ring but, of Honor right now again. And, he's, and it's sort of, he does actually. Comedy wrestling is evolving where it's like there's DDT Pro, which for the purposes of the United States is basically a sketch comedy show revolving around wrestling. Like oh. that DDT Pro Iron Man 24-hour title is so funny to watch. <sighs> if you have like a couple minutes, just watch them on YouTube. My girlfriend hates wrestling. Yeah. I showed her when the cat won. And she was like, "This is the greatest." <laughs> the bad and the I, I, there's a lot I like. I like the table. It was the table or the ladder. The one, one where Cabana beats Scott Hall is good, <laughs> uh, because he just goes. Scott Hall's on the phone with Kevin Nash talking about how he just won a title, and then he, and then Cabana's like, "Can you just read this? It's like a legal thing." And he's like, "Okay, well, mm -hmm. I give up." Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right. he takes the title, he's like, all right, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff. And, oh. then, uh, and then, yeah, he gets pinned because someone's helping him stretch. And then the person who helps him stretch wins the title. <laughs> Doesn't the referee win the title at some point somehow? Yeah, of course. Everyone wins the title. A cat wins. Uh, a table wins. I love that the cat wins. That's my favorite. Yeah, when uh, Joey Ryan does the Pornhub plex to a table. <laughs> and then pins the table. It's great. What a lovely, lovely thing. And don't think he wasn't synonymous with making that a huge thing. Like, having a comedy wrestler who wasn't just like... Comedy and wrestling when Cole Cabana started was... <laughs> 
saying your opponent is coming out, and then it was a midget. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then you beat up the midget. No, like comedy wrestling pre-Colt Cabana was like, his nickname's Little John. He's big. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Coming to the ring, the useless gay man. <laughs> I want to kiss. Isn't that gross? Throw your cigarettes at him. You're not allowed to smoke inside, but you can light them and throw them at him. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. He's extra sweaty. They'll stick. He's bad. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about why it didn't work in the WWE, like you were talking about uh, with The Rock, is maybe he's too close to John Cena. Whoa, explain. That's a great theory. Because what, what does John Cena do? High status, dickhead. Jesus fucking Christ. That's a fucking... That Did they up. just take what his character was and basically applied? Now, I know because John Cena essentially is just ripping off The Rock, but poorly. No, but it's me who does that. Um, and Cabana obviously would have tried wrote his own source material and it would have been better but high status guy, smirking guy no I'm the, I'm the cheeky boy you know is he too close to John Cena that's something you I think really that's think a about. fucking fair point to because be, when to be Cabana fair. comes into the WWE John Cena is essentially you gotta stop fucking doing that <laughs> I'm just gonna stop this podcast do not stop this podcast <laughs> I mean like delete it all do not you bulk f- delete it all. Um, Don't you fucking dare. Because when Cabana comes in, John Cena hasn't become like, I'm a kid's comedian yet. And then he, afterwards he does. So maybe they just applied that to John Cena. You know, I don't think you're wrong. Is that a conspiracy theory or is it a Dylan theory? It's a conspiracy Dylan. What's the worst thing about Colt Cabana, John? He wears headbands and it bothers the shit out of me. Really? I'm going to say he's, that he's not here right now. <laughs> well, you're a better friend than me. <laughs> Ooh, hey, your headbands are shit, buddy. That was John. Uh, here's my favorite thing about Cole Cabana, his personality. Good guy. He's just, just a nice man. Says hello nice to man. my mom. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of people have said hello to your mom, though, buddy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? They've had sex with your mom. Your mom's a sexually active woman, well into her 60s, and we're all very proud of her. You know what? I respect it. <laughs> Mother, do you have one of your callers? It's like that Rick and Morty episode where they can't uh, have sex anymore, so they just get a black guy to have sex with uh, your mom. That is one of the more dark po- moments of that fucking show. <laughs> it is a very dark moment. So what's your favorite thing about Cole Cabana? He doesn't need to be as good of a wrestler as he is. He's built up a persona of this comedy act where he doesn't need to actually still be able to fucking go in the ring. And he fucking does. If you watch uh, Wrestling Road Diaries 2... No, he can still totally... He can still fucking go, and it's fucking great. Also, by the way, uh, somewhat of an innovator of a submission move that I'm surprised no one else uses. Oh, the Billy Goat's Curse, yeah. Yeah, Billy Goat's Curse. It's shocking that no one else does that. Yeah, it's a really good move. And uh, it's... Because people forget this. Just watch the ROH... uh, Watch the Cole Cabana homicide matches. No. They're very, very I'm not going to. But be prepared that it's not a guy wiping poo-poo off his butt or anything. He, <laughs> The man you know as the guy who entertains a bunch of people and has a fun time and maybe grabs a pee-pee or two uh, does get his face shoved in barbed wire. So, oh, it's, yeah. Poon-poon. Uh, I have two favorite things. Or two best things. Also, makes his own red, shows his own ring gear. Love it. Fucking love it. And 
I got to wear one some of his ring gear during a show in Edinburgh. Whoa! Was that your um, regular show you did? No, Funs and Games. The live they did a live adult version of this like fake shitty kids show. Mm-hmm. But they do Funs and Games adult, and Colt Cabana comes in as a, a wrestler because they were insulting wrestling, and he's about to get attacked. And then I came dressed as Colt Cabana, <laughs> and uh, I I didn't do. I just threw a guy off the stage, and then Colt chopped a man <laughs> and put him in the billy goat's curse and then we screamed things at him <laughs> that's really fun also let me say this cole cabana can throw a knife edge chop the likes of which i've never seen in my life because he's done it to me a lot of times and Other than it me. fucking hurts Other than me. yeah but you do it with your dick yeah knife edge dick chop booyah booyah and you booyah. attach a razor to the side what is your favorite thing about cole cabana i said that he, i already said that that he's not here right now no that was the worst thing about him no it wasn't John you can't say that about me yeah he's deceptively good worker he's good promos just all around a good wrestler there's so many very good wrestlers and uh, we've reviewed a lot of them on uh, the podcast you can listen back in the archives most of the time it's just like yeah all around a good wrestler let me just say this I'm very happy with how well we were able to do this podcast because both of us were very concerned that we would just end up being like let me tell you why I don't like our friend I wasn't concerned. I was. You were very concerned. I will read out the email chain. Let's begin. Mon- <laughs> Monday. Poo-poo in my pants pants about Colt Cabana. Oh, me bad typing. That was a message from you. No, that it's a message from you. you. That's a message from you. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Message we- two. I don't like Colt Cabana, and Please I don't care who knows it. That's from Dylan God again. Please donate on Patreon. Third one. Everyone in Chicago deserves Let's the murder see. rate that they're getting. From Dylan Gott. Well, I mean, I sent that one. <laughs> but that's that's a BCC to everybody on my email chain. That's a big cool cock. <laughs> I make jokes. Next week is the headbangers, so please listen to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like Are you lying down? Close your eyes. We're kissing. Oh, I don't like this at all. That's the Billy Goat's curse. Six years. Six long years. Congratulations. Mazel tov. Uh, See. Uh, como se dice uh, congratulations in Espanol? Si, si. Muy bien. Muy bien. That's what... Si. Muy bien. Six years of you, these shitty, stupid... Your promos suck, Generico. Yeah. Your English sucks. Your Spanish sucks. You want to cut a real American promo? Like a real American wrestler? Promo? Yeah. Uh, interview. Si. Promo. Yeah. Promo. Who, who don't you like? Who's no, no bien? Uh, no bien. No bien. Okay. Oh. Kenny Omega. Chuck Taylor! Good, good, good. Okay, promo. Talk, talk, talk. Promo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why, why? Que no, que no, que no bueno. Kenny Omega! Chuck Taylor! Good. El genérico número uno. Kenny Omega, no bueno! No, 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 no bueno! No, 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 hold on. Here we go. I'm ready. You say what I say. And we'll, you say. Okay. Kenny say Omega what? e Chuck Taylor. Kenny Omega e Chuck Taylor! I want to piss in your boots. I want. I want to piss in your boot, boots. And your ears. And your ears. Good. I want to eat your children. I eat children! <laughs> I want to eat your children. Que no eat children. Children. Que? Go, say! I eat children! <laughs> like a buffet. Like buffet. Like, <laughs> let's spread as a real. <laughs> Good promo! Sorry. I would. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, you spit And genetic numero uno! Your promos suck. Really? I think good. <laughs> oh my god. 
Muy good. No, no. Si, muy no good. Muy good. Muy good. Horrible. Horrible. No, horrible. Uh, fuck. Amigo. No, amigo. You're not my amigo. It's my <laughs> friend. My friend. My friend. Colt. My friend Colt. Good. Okay. Let's go get laid. Okay. <laughs> no, no. All right, so what do you got here now? What is this? It's camera. We're going to do a shoot interview with you, Matt Classic. Do you even know what the term shoot means, son? It was a carnival game they used to play. Rape the bear, they called it. Of course, he was killed in that bear match in 1934 at the Carnegie Deli Fair, New York City. One of the greatest matches of all time. Stan did not beat the bear. The bear's name was Bojangles. Alright. With condoms. Condoms. You divas disgust me. You and your condoms. You know what we called condoms back in the day? Snap Brown's arm in two. He said, that's a shoot. That's a shoot. Want to know my information? You guys should be ashamed of yourself. Once took my daughter to the prom. And... Started playing the guitar and started disappearing. It was the weirdest fucking thing I've seen in my life. Started playing electric guitar. I didn't even know what it was. But I'm a masked man. I keep this mask on. I don't want anybody to know who I am or what I do. Okay, I am from parts unknown. You're giving the fans something. What is this thing? It's a camera. It's going to record everything you say. You're shit. I shit you not. This thing records what I say. It's the way of the future. We've got a good two minutes of footage so far. Wow. All right. What do you want to know? How old are you now? That's none of your business, son. I'm old enough to fucking come over there and stretch you out. Who do you think gave Gorgeous George that gimmick? Who do you think? His 97-year-old wife. Correct. Some stories about Matt Classic, where where he's yeah. where he's been, where he's going. Road is that, stores. Is that what a shoot is to you? Road stores. That's a shoot. I'll tell you what. Nineteen twenty-seven. My father taught me what a shoot was. He showed me up in a barn up in North Carolina. <sighs> well, it was a hard time for the Classic family, and the territories were gone. Uh, that's when I uh, moved over to uh, Bangladesh. Started my own promotion over there. My wrestling style was so fantastic. I was known as the greatest professional wrestler of the Great Depression era. Listen, a lot of people don't know much about me, Matt Classic. Maybe I wasn't wrestling as Matt Classic back then. Alright? I've been in this wrestling game longer than the number of times that you've jerked off in years. Which is a lot. I can only assume. That was an interesting... Wrestling Society X was an interesting, uh, event. Uh... Uh, my friend Cole Cabana took care of everything for me. He signed the papers. I drive a Cadillac. You drive a Cadillac, I drive a Cadillac.